Welcome to, ep- oh. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 137 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, an internet podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross, and I am your host, and I am joined via Skype today by... David Moneysmith. Ben Merkel. Thank you so much for joining us, fellas. Uh, let's see here. First business to get out of the way. It is the thick of holiday shopping season. I'm going to do one of these plugs here at the start. If you're going to be doing any shopping on Amazon, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash Amazon. That is the network's website. And you can use our referral link to buy something from there. Do all your shopping from that. Doesn't cost you a single extra cent. And a little bit of that goes to us to help support the network. The, uh, the bandwidth bill is going to be coming up at the beginning of the year and we do have to pay the rent so i apologize for front loading this one we'll mention it again towards the end uh after we talk about the main body of what's going on which is going to be more what we have been playing because uh as was observed by david here in our pre-production uh it's funny about winter there's tons of games but no news so it's like they all remember what their job is (laughs) who putting out games or talking about games exactly okay (laughs) <laughs> so uh well why don't we why don't we jump right into it i mean no need for a music break or anything um do you guys mind if i go first yeah go for it do yeah. it uh because i played a little bit of halo combat evolved anniversary mm, that's yeah. a surprise that an awesome name combat evolved anniversary yes. or halo i think halo, it's halo, halo has been proven to be a very successful franchise name for them <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised though. Oh, I'm I just matching some like first person shooter sent set at like someone's anniversary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, why, it's why, awesome. Oh, I peaked there. Sorry about that. Um why why are you surprised about that, Ben? I just don't take you as a person who plays anything with a gun in the foreground. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, although I am awful at shooters and my experience with this game has, has borne that out. Um, the last shooter that I was kind of good at and like competent at, uh, was the original Halo. Um, back in high school, back in high school, I remember that back at BITD fellas back in the day. Um, (laughs) and this is, um, exactly what it says on the tin. It's the original Halo came out 10 years ago. God, that makes me feel old. Um, and uh, it's the same maps that were there, uh, uh, most of them anyway. Um, uh, many of the good ones, there are a couple of, of lamentable um, omissions in, in the multiplayer mode. And keep in mind, I primarily just played the multiplayer this time around. I didn't play any of the single player. Very similar to the first go around, actually, in, 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 that, uh, in that regard. Um, so basically it contains Blood Gulch? Well, no, there is no Blood Gulch. Um, the maps that I was able to play, um, that I is, played, that I played last night. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Is there a Hang'em High? There is Hang'em High, um, and there is Damnation, uh, both of which I think were two of the best maps in the first game, um, and also, really, the only one that I really like am missing. Missing is what was it? Cold Storage. Where, where where it was like the, the 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 freezer kind of area it was like a smaller a smaller map that was really well suited to um like two on two capture the flag or slayer and there was that the one where it became a game of like get the shotgun Am yeah I yeah that i mean it was it was perfect uh, you know I, I i never really liked the 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 big maps like blood gulch or snowy u-shaped map with the tanks um <laughs> 
which which was the working title sidewinder for sidewinder yeah there we go um but i did like those those kind of medium-sized uh maps like like hang em high that you had good visibility across it but you know they were kind of like little miniature uh set pieces that were you know you could you could you know limit who you saw so like uh like on hang em high the like the pylons or the, oh, or the bunker yeah, or yeah i remember any of... that map that was amazing with yeah. the pistol with the pistol right and what's great about this um is that it, although it uses the halo reach multiplayer engine um it, it it has a special set of rules where you can say okay this is going to be um the original classic anniversary style so there's no armor um upgrade kind of things like that make people fly or have shields around them or run really fast and uh the pistol uh has the zoom and so it, it was, doesn't have the zoom normally uh, no, not not since Halo Two. Um, the uh, uh, Halo Two replaced that with the battle rifle. Um, but yes, the the overpowered pistol and, and and everything. And the only thing that I that I regretted about that was like you can't go into a playlist that's just one or the other. Um, so like I was going from map to map, like okay, this is the anniversary, and then the next one, like there are people with the jetpacks and like the and there's no pistol, and I'm like, what's happening? I'm sorry. <laughs> um i was still terrible at it because it's been you know literally years i think the last time i really dug my teeth into into halo was in the dorms um so but you know and, and to a certain regard it's like putting on a really comfortable pair of old shoes you know it's just like oh yeah you know it's like back to back you know back to my old stomping grounds right but uh but yeah it looks really good um again i go back to damnation which is one of my favorite multiplayer maps of all time um, and, and just like, they've completely re-envisioned that and, uh, just, uh, yeah, the, the, the visual upgrade works. There's also, um, Beaver Creek or Battle Creek or whichever one that is. I don't know. And there are some Halo 2 maps on there, but I never really got into Halo 2, so I couldn't name them by names, but it's a good time. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Um, didn't play much of the single player. I, I like fired it up and I saw somebody's face, um, in the game. I was like, ah, because 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 I guess the the way that the way that they built it because the 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 new graphics which do you know they do look pretty nice because Halo Reach is a genuinely pretty game the way that they built it they couldn't do any any like new animation rigging on the on on like faces and stuff like that so it was really just kind of retexturing it so they look like these evil muppets almost <laughs> any, any anything that has a quote unquote human face is it basically like Adam Wake. The animation style of that. Um, the faces oh, move. Such a good game. The, the faces move, so it's not exactly like Alan Wake. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> oh, we need to put them in their place for all that. Just do some mocap on faces. It's super easy. Um, no, no, so I, I didn't play an awful lot of that, but then again, I was never really huge into the, 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 the single player on, uh, on, on Halo. I think I was like, I was like everybody I play, I played up until the silent cartographer and then I just kept on replaying that. See, the one I remember was the one where they introduced the flood. That was probably the only one I remember. Oh, yeah, that's a little bit later. I forget, I forget what that level is called because I never really played that one. Oh, that see, one that's just levels. creepy as hell. Yeah. Uh. But uh, but yeah, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary. Did you guys have any questions about that? Um, was the one map you were thinking of Chill Out? Was yeah, that Chill the name Out. Of it? Chill Out. It's, uh, Cold Storage was the Halo Three remade one. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Chill, chill Out. That was a damn fine map. But yeah, um, my other game that I've been playing. I'm not going to go too far into it, just because um, I, I have talked at length about it. 
just a couple of notes about uh, Skyrim. Uh, continues to be amazing. Although uh, I checked my I checked my play clock and I have about thirty one hours into it so far, which uh, astounds me because uh, normally I don't have the patience to play a game for that long. Um, I have completed the Assassins Guild and completed the uh, um, the Mages College as well, um, and the rewards for doing that are fantastic. Um, I was pretty lukewarm on the on the Assassins Guild slash Dark Brotherhood uh quest line until until it really opened up i'm not going to do any spoilers about it because once it once the main objective becomes clear it's like oh my god it it, it feels big it feels bigger than what most other quest lines would have you do um and right now i'm starting to work on the thieves guild and the thieves guild is actually pretty cool because although there is a main quest line um there are kind of like passive and recurring quests uh, that you have to do in order to help establish the Thieves, the Thieves Guild in other cities. So you have people who say like, okay, you like you know, bedlam quest. You need to steal this, mu- you know, this much worth of material from this city or this city or this city. Just let people know that the Thieves Guild are here. You need to hit these high profile targets, and then they just kind of like spit these at you. So you're like, okay, I want to go do a breaking and entering kind of thing. You go do it. So it's much better than a, than an Oblivion where it was kind of like, okay, in order to get your next contact, you have to steal you know, a thousand, a thousand gold worth of stuff, you know, in order, and, and then fence it in order to proceed. Whereas this is like secondary to that. Huh. I do like the fact though that, you know, a game where thieves actually steal things, that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I like it. And, uh, I've also done some of the, some of the Daedric artifact quests, which um, Daedra are kind of the demon princes in the Elder Scroll kind of like universe. Um, and all of their, their, their shrines located throughout the, throughout the place. Uh, and they ask you to do their bidding and then you get, uh, weapons or items that benefit, excuse me, that benefit you, uh, um, by, by, by carrying out their will. And those, and those are very good as well. Although I, I feel like I am rapidly becoming, um, too powerful because <laughs> I have, I have, I have obtained, I'm, I'm playing a mage and I've, I've, I've obtained items that have made my my magicka regenerate almost um let me think here uh almost instantaneously regenerate so as i like i never run out of mana to cast spells ever i was actually wondering about that because um you know just been reading some um ranting back and forth online it seemed like a lot of people felt that mages were magi magi Meiji um, were <laughs> were almost unplayable just due to not having sufficient damage output. I haven't I haven't um, noticed that, but mostly because I I do kind of a hybrid kind of thing. Uh, you know, although I am a quote unquote mage and that I focus on um, spell combat, I almost always fire spells with my left hand and have a sword in my right hand. Okay. Um, and so. That doubles my damage output as I like try and manage crowds th- th- that way. I haven't noticed that. I mean, like I can I, I can take people out at distance pretty well. Although it's it's I kind of wish that they would carry over some of the archery skills to the uh, to the to the magic. So like if you put enough perks into the archery line, um, not only can you zoom in, which makes a huge difference, but as you zoom in, um, it also slows down time. 
so time goes <laughs> well it's just like you know it's like you just heightened perception and then you know things right, go at right. half speed so like if you're trying to pick somebody off you know who's you know across a room or something like that and, and you're kind of under fire that that little bit of extra time actually does help a lot and uh i it, it's it, it's a good thing to add to the range combat um, in the game, especially because it's not a shooting game, and Bethesda has never done a shooting game very well, um, it, it'd be nice if those enhancements were were were, were carried over. Um, I, w- I will say that like you don't do a lot of damage at once, but it makes it very easy to cast spells multiple times in order to kind of like stack that up until you oh, okay. until you level up and you're able to buy uh, the you know the the spell tomes that you need to get like the really high damage levels, you know. Have you fought any dragons? Oh, I have killed so many dragons. They weep at me, and it's awesome because you know they—it's—it's they, it's a random encounter. Like when you find them, yes, there are named dragons that you fight throughout the story, um, but most of the dragons that you're going to fight, they're just either you know a blue dragon or a blood dragon or a green dragon, something like that. And it's—it it never stops feeling—I hate the word—but epic. It never stops feeling epic because you'll just be walking, you know, from, from like from from your fast from your fast travel point to your objective, and like you'll feel you'll feel your controller shake, and that controller shake is the dragon passing by, and the it's the force of their wings like whoosh, right down. And it's like oh boy, the music picks up, and you start hearing like this barbarian chorus shout Dovakin, Dovakin. And it's like I, I, I have to, I have, and that's your character's name, you know, the Dragonborn. And it's like I have to kill this dragon now, and you, you know, it's it's always dangerous. Like no matter what level you're at, if you if you don't fight the dragon correctly, it will kill you. That's but true. but because because of that, it never stops feeling. Um, it never stops feeling. Uh, just tremendous you feel like such a badass when it happens especially when you're like in a town and all the townspeople are like running by or just like you know fleeing and the guards are firing arrows at you trying to help um yeah so it's 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 pretty great although my 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 one kind of quibble is that horse travel in this game is garbage absolute garbage in fact um just because your horses don't have the good sense to run away and just like in Oblivion, doing the Assassin's quest line, you actually get a named horse. Yeah, it's a black horse. It's called Shadowmere, and it's faster than any other horse in the game. In Oblivion, they have the good sense to make this, you know, hard-earned quest item, um, you know, invulnerable. Couldn't die. However, in this one, he does die, and uh, I now no longer have my horse. <laughs> so... See, I feel that like that's what console commands are for. <laughs> I'm playing it on, I'm I'm playing it on a uh, console, you know, because I like my recliner. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's still it's it's still just an astounding game. And even though some of the mystery is wearing off as I kind of uh, methodically go through these different storylines and everything, I think I will pull the trigger on it and finish the main quest line here after I finish the Thieves Guild because I don't I'm not really interested in the Fighters Guild that much. Um, and that I'm going to move on to other stuff. It's kind of an embarrassment of riches right now, and I've decided that I have to I have to form a plan for the way that I'm beating these games. Because right now, sitting in my queue that I've purchased in the past month, there is Elder Scrolls, um, Legend of Zelda, 
Dark Souls, and Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um, all of these are, you know, big winter release games that I want to play and talk about. And if I if I don't get a plan together, it'll be a long time before I talk about Assassin's Creed. So, one other note uh, before I move on from this is there is an iOS game that I'm going to dissuade you from playing. It's called League of Evil. Um, okay. I saw it on the iTunes store, like they they were talking about, you know, holiday deals and things like that. And they and they said, um, let me see here. And they said, this is a game with innovative controls. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I want to play a game with innovative controls. It has like a nice pixel art style and it looks like a, like a platformer. I was like, I'd like to see how they handle a platformer in the game. The good news is um, it's it, it, it plays like Super Meat Boy, which is a fantastic game that everybody should get because it's super cheap on Steam all the time. Um, the bad news is Super Meat Boy depends on precision controls. And this game plays with the dreaded virtual thumb pad and buttons. Meaning that there is like a little hot spot to, you know, go left and a little hot spot to go right and a little hot spot, you know, to jump and a little hot spot to uh, to dash. And See, I actually know people that like that. So it's the I, worst. I've never tried it. It's the worst thing in the entire world because you're pressing the buttons with your thumbs. Your thumbs, I don't know if you know this, the biggest digit on your hand that obscures the that obscure that obscures your view um and since there's no tactile feedback like i find myself trying to go you know trying to run left but no no you can't do that because you're actually running right because you were off by like a by 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 about a millimeter and there's no there was no way for you to know that because glass feels like glass and you can't see what button you're pressing because your thumb is over top of it and uh yeah precision platforming not fun um, on that, so even though it is two dollars, that is two dollars that could buy Tiny Wings, or could buy Jetpack Joyride, or could go towards any number of good games that are not um, abominations onto uh, the iPhone. So you have completely dissuaded me from buying that game. <laughs> cool, cool. I just I, I want to save people, and yes, I could go to a soda. I could go to a delicious root beer or Coke Zero or whatever. Sarsaparilla. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, something that is not an awful, any number of rugs, which do not have sentimental value to me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if only Dennis were here, <laughs> yeah, he picks those up left and right. That's good. I like that. Uh, for those of you who do don't get that joke, uh, for Dennis's bachelor party, we had him watch the big Lebowski. So <laughs> yeah. oh, it was a success. It was a success. Um, so who wants to go next? Unless you have questions about League of Evil, which you should know you 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 don't have to play because I played it for you and it's bad. Did you um did you get a chance to try um Revelation? Uh no. It's uh um I, I, I took it out of the shrink wrap just to put it in and make sure it worked. Um but right now it's it's kind of back burner. Uh, I can go next. Yeah, yeah, tell us because I know that you've been busy. Uh, yeah, I, you know, like how you said you have an embarrassment of riches with games. I've just realized that all the games I wanted to play, I played and beat in five days. So, (laughs) so, so it was fun. It was a fun five days, but yeah. Um, so Arkham Asylum is already done and locked away. Uh, Uncharted, which I guess we talked about this last week in the afternoon edition. Yes, we did. The time travel Uh, edition. Played and beat that, um, and that was fantastic. And I had started on Modern Warfare 3. I finally beat that, uh, I think, on Sunday, maybe. Mm-hmm. And 
the single player is quite short and okay. It's not great. It's not as good as Modern Warfare 2's single player game. It How often. Is... What are you going to say? I was just going to say, um, you know, did they. I really love this single player in um, Black Ops. I mean, did it kind of get any of that? Actually, having a plot thing going on. See, I did. I didn't like the single player of Black Ops, and I guess, I guess my qualms with Black Ops and somewhat with this game is I felt like the entire purpose of the game, where they were really into killing people, or they thought like the point of the game was just to shoot people and kill them, and they the story was never any anything more complex than that. I guess with both of the games. Uh, both Black Ops and Modern Warfare 3, whenever you're in a firefight, you start to hear this uh, drum beat come in with like a loud and poppy snare and like a lot of double bass. And I don't know. It's it, like. It sounds like the intro to a corn song. Yeah. It's. I don't know. I So I don't. I don't like that sort of. That sort of presentation of the game. I thought that Modern Warfare was. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 was better. Where. They were See, actually trying to, you know, put across a story that was creative and somewhat interesting. Um, with I this can one, never forgive Modern Warfare Two for the um, oh airport scene. Were you too offended? Not so much that, but like you know, it was not something I enjoyed doing, and I but I played it figuring, oh, you know, they'll do this in order to you know provide backdrop for the story, and you know you know, have a storyline that's meaningful. And nah, they really didn't. They just kind of just found stuff to blow up. Weren't the events of No No Russian um, the kind of the impetus for everything starting yep. after that? that, that See, was like but the, the thing is, the events of No Russian, they say are the impetus, whatever those fancy words you said were. <laughs> they never <laughs> actually... Like, they, right after that, there's a cutscene with, I don't think, even any real animation where mm-hmm. they say that and then never mention it again. Well, okay, going back to the, going back to the, um, something you said, you know, this is, this is a two-year-old, uh, game or three-year-old game at this point now. So it's, it's a, it's a weird discussion to be having. But is there, it, was there a place for no, no Russian simply because it made you feel uncomfortable? Wouldn't you say that that was the point? I think I've gone back to this before, but like watching Schindler's List made me uncomfortable, but there was like a greater point to it, which was like, you know, killing people because you don't like the religion is a bad idea. Whereas like No Russian, I was expecting it to, for example, maybe do a thing where they tried to bring up the idea of, you know, is it justified to commit atrocities if it um you know saves the greater good or you know i was expecting them to like explore some idea with that and they never really do they just kind of use it as some excuse to be like what random way would we need to make uh, russia invade america i would say that all the all the point that they have to make is that shooting innocent people is uh is is bad and it should make you feel uncomfortable and icky and the and the only problem is that that is a scene that is couched in the middle of of a game that says man isn't shooting people awesome sure maybe that's it like it just it didn't seem like the rest of the game jived with that perhaps. Okay. 
So, so, so Ben, is there, is there a moment that's similar to that, um, or the, or a moment that's similar to the torture scenes in black ops, um, that, 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 uh, kind of has a similar emotional uh, agenda in, uh, in modern warfare three, you know, with, without going into spoilers and, and everything, you know, do, do, do they, do they try to do the hat trick on that? Not really. Um, no, not even something similar to, uh, to the, um, dying of nuclear explosion in, uh, in modern warfare one. Yeah, I can't even. I cannot even remember. Yeah, I can't remember a scene. There's there's a couple of of scenes that resonate with Modern Warfare Two or Modern Warfare One, but for the most part, that I, that's the disappointing part of Modern Warfare Three is it's just. I feel like it's just them trying to recreate moments that they've already created in one of the previous two games. Okay. And, um, and and for the most part, you can. It's just emulations. They they haven't really. Uh, done anything more creative with it besides what they had already done and so i don't even think there's no there's no scene that was as like shocking as the no russian mission um i can't even remember i cannot remember a scene where you're shooting like innocent civilians or anything um yeah so for the most part it's usually just you're either an american soldier shooting bad guys or you are a russian guy who's shooting bad guys so it, yeah, I mean, they play it pretty safe. Uh, the game's pretty short too. It's uh, it probably took me maybe five or six hours to beat, I think. So I feel like it was shorter than uh, Black Ops or Modern Warfare Two. And yeah, and as I said, it's I don't really think they got the tone down for the game. So I mean, I was I was not too interested by the the single player. I mean, it was fine enough. I mean, some of the some of the set piece moments that they have are kind of cool, but overall, a lot of times it just felt like the entire level was getting you to a set piece that they thought was cool, but it's just kind of like eh, you know. So I don't hmm. know. Did you play any of the Spec Ops uh, Spec Ops mode? That's what I was going to talk about. Is yeah, is so the single player is fine. I, I beat that. Um, what is what I've been really been impressed by, and what I've been playing for the last day and a half has been the Spec Ops. And uh, so there's two modes on the Spec Ops. There's mission mode, which is exactly like the Special Ops from Modern Warfare Two, mm-hmm. where it's a kind of uh, short, bite-sized mission. Uh, it's kind of self-contained and it's his own storyline and you can play and beat that and there's you can play it on two or three different difficulty levels uh, but then there's a new there's a new type of mission in spec ops in modern warfare 3 called survival mode and it's basically recreating zombie mode but with instead of zombies it's with actual bad guys with uh, characters from the game and so that's that's been the most addictive game that I've played in quite some time. <laughs> but it the the way it works is yeah, it's like a, a wave defense sort of game, so it's pretty traditional. Um, but what's really nice about it is every time you kill a person, you get a certain amount of money, and you can use the money to buy different uh, weapons, to buy different uh, explosives or claymores. You can buy sentry guns. Um, you can buy airdrops. You can buy airstrikes. You can buy predator missiles. You can you can also buy uh, teams of like riot shield people to come in oh. and fight other people. So there's a lot of different things you can devote your money to, and so it's it's basically kind of how can you make the best setup and last the most amount of waves. Hmm. So can you get riot shield people in multiplayer? Because that would be cool. 
Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. Because, I haven't because it sounds like a lot of these things that you can buy are, are things that you get through perks in the uh, in the traditional competitive multiplayer. Yes, correct. Yeah, a lot of them are, are kill streaks from the from the second and third game. Um, one thing that's really cool though is there's a leveling up system in Spec Ops too. Oh. So as like so, not all of those things that you can you can't buy all those things from the beginning. Like a lot of those things are locked out, and so as you play, you level up, and as you level up, you can buy more things, and so so that makes it more addicting in a sense. Um, do you level up within a session, or do your levels carry over? You level up within a session. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, that that is kind of the more exciting thing, and it's something that. I, I I kind of am interested to see if the if the community for that remains as strong as the uh, as the community does for you know general competitive multiplayer. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my question for you: Did you play it with somebody that you knew, like uh, like Couch, or did you play it um, you know with with kind of like pickup game people that you met over over PSN? I played one game with uh, another person from PSN. It lasted maybe two rounds, and then they quit. Yep. And then I played with uh, Brian Cespico, the beach. Yeah. Uh, and that was a lot more fun because you can actually communicate with the person right. and say, hey, let's do this, and then do that. Yep. So, I got you. Yeah, no, so it was a lot of fun. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah. Did you, did you uh, spend any time in the, in the kind of traditional competitive uh, multiplayer? I've only played maybe two or three times, and it was fine. And the only reason it was fine is because the controls were pretty close to Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that I, I didn't like about Black Ops is just the the way your character ran and aimed I thought was a lot clunkier than in Modern Warfare 2. Uh, in Modern Warfare 3, it's it's really close to Modern Warfare 2, so I had no problems with the controls. Neat. Yeah, it looked like um, you know just a lot of the reviews I read didn't seem particularly um, impressed with the um, competitive multiplayer. So I'll be interested to see you know what you think if you give that a chance. Yeah, the one thing I haven't really discovered with it yet is I haven't really found out all the kill streaks yet. Um, one of the kill streaks was a recon helicopter, which was really interesting. You fly in this like toy helicopter above the map, and you can tag enemies so that they show up to your to your allies, so that people see where they are. And so that was like a really interesting kill streak that uh, you know I was a first time experience for me. But uh, that just makes me want to play tribes. What's that? I really, really <laughs> hated the um, kill streaks in the previous two games. Oh, okay. <laughs> two, two, two points to address here: tribes, um, multiplayer shooter uh, from kind of the the, the late nineties, early two thousands, uh, kind of uh, hit its peak with tribes two. There were a couple of ones afterwards, uh, futuristic, kind of like you were in power armor and you you know you had jetpacks and things like that. But the reason why I miss that is um, because you had a gun that was a laser that painted targets. So like if you saw somebody flying in, you could paint that if you didn't have, if you're like in a recon loadout and somebody else, you know, was more loaded out for, you know, actually taking them out. So you could serve a role in combat just by being really nimble and being on the front lines and pointing out incoming targets. 
Uh, and then like if you painted if you painted a target um, while they were near a turret, the turret would be able to target them from a, from an extended distance. And there was like a whole like uh, like there were comm towers throughout all these big maps that you had to you know protect and repair and things like that. And the comm towers would you know all of it kind of went into enemy visibility. So being able to use that helicopter to say, hey, shoot this guy, shoot this guy, shoot this guy. That just makes me think, yes, finally a role for somebody on a team. You cannot shoot a gun. <laughs> so basically, Tribes was Battlefield, except you are the jet. Yes. I would just say, uh, well, a couple of things. One, um, I I was never particularly streaky um, in terms of <laughs> I I would often get a lot of kills, but they may or may not be in long runs. Oh, you would like this then because... Have you heard about how in this game they have uh, kill streaks where it's your cumulative score? And not yeah, I'm interested you- to see how that works because I mean they. Um, I guess it's though more oriented towards um, support kill streaks. So I'm interested to see if they're useful. That was one of those was the recon helicopter, but I, I that I does sound cool. I haven't played around with it enough, so I, I don't know. Does this have death, death streaks? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Some people have complained that the death streaks are too strong. This game. Yeah. Well, what was the other one, David? Well, just um, I played generally objective maps. Um, particularly, I liked um, Domination, which was kind of their version of like uh, sort of pseudo King of the Hill combined with Capture Point. Um. And what annoyed me is there would be a lot of scenarios where, um, you know, one side was clearly losing, um, you know, was clearly the worst side. But in, you know, it would get to the point where within, you know, a very short period of time they would have lost. And then all of a sudden they would call in a ton of kill streaks and um, be able to win the game. And I just, I didn't like the idea that basically you could win capture point by playing team deathmatch. Yeah, but that goes back to the general complaint about uh, about everything Call of Duty, which is most everything can be accomplished by killing the other person. Yeah, but it wasn't, I guess, it wasn't killing the other p- person in an intelligent way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. So, I mean, I know that I'm always forcing you to make this verdict, Ben. Um, okay. But uh, do I mean, it. <laughs> but go, go, you know, go, going forward with the multiplayer, I know that you didn't say. I know that you 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 said you hadn't played very much of it. But do you do you see yourself? You know, you're sitting down. You have two hours to play a game. You want to casually play a Call of Duty game or a shooter. Do you put in Modern Warfare Three or do you put in Modern Warfare 2. Um, for now, I'm going to be playing the Modern Warfare 3 survival mode until I get tired of that. Okay. And then I will give the multiplayer chance. And if I like it, I'll keep playing that. If I don't, I'll play Modern Warfare 2. Cool. Um, well, before we go on to you, uh, David, let's do a quick little yep. a quick little break here. You're listening to Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This. If you would like to email us, we are at don'ttreeriddle at duckfeed.com. TV. We'd like to respond to any of your emails. Ask us a questions. Ask us questions about games, things like that, uh, and then you'll hear more of the information about how to get a hold of us at the end here. Now, 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 David, uh, what you been playing? 
I've actually been playing very little with the whole holiday shenanigans thing. Oh, yeah, the whole family and food thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, apparently family is now important, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, most of the relevant stuff I talked about, you know, I continued out um, with World of Warcraft, finally completed almost all of the perks, or not perks, the achievements in, uh, for, their, for their Thanksgiving thing. Yep. Now, when does the Christmas one start? Because I hear it starts earlier every year. It's just a couple weeks. Um, okay. You know, it, it's, you know it's, it's more of a Christmas season thing than yeah, it is yeah. a Christmas thing. Yeah. It's a, it's the so. war it's the war on World of Warcraft Christmas. It's the it's a, it's the it's the war. Of, it's, it gets very confusing because it's the. I was going to make a lame joke there, but I'll stop. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, on the whole, that game continues to be um, World of War World on of Christmas. Warcraft. There we go. Okay. Um, I I would say about the only thing I can say is I it just occurred to me the other day the degree to which the vast majority of the new features that I've been saying, like, now make World of Warcraft so much better than it was before, um, City of Heroes had, like, five years ago. So, and, I and, just and, thought that was interesting, but and you, and you've whatever. Al- and you've always been a main guy of City of Heroes' thing, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the only other really interesting thing... Um, for Cyber Monday, I bought uh, Call of Cthulhu. Ooh. Oh, the, um, uh, which, so you're talking about Dark Corners of the Earth? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll take this moment to cross-promote. If you're, if, you're, if you're interested in what David has to say about that, if you're interested in that game in general, there is an episode of Watch Out for Fireballs on the DuckFeed.tv network um, st- dedicated specifically to the game. So, so, so David, have you, had you played this before? Um, I played very briefly when um, Dennis gameflied it. Okay. Game flew it. Um, <laughs> I you know I just got to Innsmith. Um, overall, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's definitely comes across like a game that's much older than it is. In terms of the graphics are really bad. Um, it was in development seconds. for like eight years. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's one of those ironic games where, like, I was following it for a long time, and then it was in development for eight years, and like, I'm now only buying it like what, however many years after it came out. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, so that's. But on the whole, you know, it doesn't come across as interest um, as really hurting the game. Probably the weirdest thing for me actually was um, how weird it feels to be on in a riding a bus um, scene and not be able to turn and look out the window. Like, That's I'm just... really brief, though, isn't that it? Now. Say that again? That's really brief, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, but it was just... I never realized the degree to which after, uh, I guess, Modern Warfare 1, like, every game started doing that, and I just expect it. No, oh, yeah. Like, even, even Skyrim does it. <laughs> But um, I will say the one thing I've noticed so far, though, is I'm doing the initial exploration of the town of Innsmouth, and it does seem a little bit weird that, like, so far I've overtly found two dead bodies, and, like, I don't feel the need to, like, tell anyone about this. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, I don't feel the need to at any point, like, think, hey, 
It's the 1920s when we have absolutely no gun control laws in this country. <laughs> Maybe I should be armed. The, the game is strongest when you don't have a gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, definitely. I'm, I'm liking the kind of the detective angle. That was a nice way of justifying the whole adventure game thing. Yeah, it, like the, the, the biggest um, tragedy about that game is that it doesn't settle on a genre at all like okay. you can you can you can tell like where they scrapped whole parts of the design document and then rebuilt it in different areas have you ever actually like looked at any of its development um, oh yeah like at one point it was like a it was a it was a proto left for dead open world four player co-op uh right. detective mmo <laughs> for a fairly developed time it had like um Oh, character build like skill building where you would get better at the things you did. It's it's kind of hilarious because because the game started development with somebody asking on Usenet like, "Hey, what would you like to see in a Lovecraft game?" And and then it's it's like they took all of that and they made this big untenable design document and and the entire eight year development process was like, "Okay, we need to winnow this down into something that can actually be put onto a disc." Right. <laughs> Well, and it's, you know, it really saddens me that the company went out of business. Because there were more. There, there was one that was based on the Shadows of Madness, or not, not Shadows of Madness. Mountains uh, of Madness. Ma- Mountains, yeah, Mountains that was Madness, supposed yeah. to be made, yeah. yeah. The Shadow Out of Time? Um, this one actually, actually yeah, is... that's in this one. That's in this one. Uh, Which, that's, that's one thing that's, like, semi-unfortunate, is that, like, a lot of the things that, like, are very obviously supposed to like later on you look back and like they were foreshadowing stuff i know exactly what they're going to foreshadow exactly (laughs) that's the one unfortunate thing it's and it's it's one of those things where okay it gets into story stuff so i don't want to say it but um yeah if you if you know about the mythos and if you know about what stories it's citing um, yes, it does take a little bit of the mystery out of it, although it is nice to see those things visualized, you know, outside of, you know, some racist in the 1920s telling you how indescribable <laughs> it was. So, <laughs> but so. yeah, um, well, and just, you know, with them going, I don't know, it's, it's interesting to me, just like all of the weird, like copyright thing. There's so much weirdness that just went into developing the game. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I guess that's just entirely appropriate for Lovecraft, whatever, but... Yeah, I'm excited to see what you think about it going forward, especially since you since you hadn't um, spent a lot of time with it. Um, Although I do remember um, the stealth parts being just incredibly awful. The nice part about the stealth parts is once you, once you figure out how, like, like, where you need to go, like, what your ultimate goal is, you can reload your save from the beginning of that area and just make a dash for it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so well it does have a surprisingly developed stealth system like really developed which is kind of funny yeah i do like though the fact that by default um go backwards is mapped to x <laughs> that, oh that, wait, what? that made my day go backwards is so what's on s on the keyboard because i played it on s xbox is um look strafe which basically means you slide your you press S 
and it toggles it so that you slide your mouse sideways to strafe. That is absurd. <laughs> I know, like, the only thing I could figure is, like, if I was playing Team Fortress as a scout, I could see that being a legitimate strategy for, like, dodging. But this is but, not a game where you dodge. It's, it's, it's not even a game where you move very briskly at any given time. <laughs> no, no, there's, like, no, no. Yeah. Unless you're, like, hopped up on morphine, yeah. Exactly. Well, um, was there anything else, or should we call it quits for the night? Quits. No. <laughs> Button it up. Did, 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 you, did you play this game at all, Ben? I haven't. I've only heard about it through you guys. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it sounds cool, but I guess that it's going to be dated now if I play it. Uh, I don't think it's to its detriment. A lot of that stuff is just kind of like, oh, this is why this game is charming. So... Yeah, it's an adventure game, you know that that sort of thing. I mean, that was dated since what LucasArts start stopped making good yeah. games, you know. And you can find it on Steam, like when they run sales, which is every week, um, for as low as like two two dollars and fifty cents to five bucks. So wow, so yeah, I spent five dollars. Huh? Yeah, which it, it is. It is definitely a game that's worth five dollars. That was episode number 137 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. Um, hopefully next week there will be some news, so it's not just a continuing cavalcade of um, what we've been playing. Um, although you can contribute to the show by emailing us at don'ttreeriddle at duckfeed.tv with any questions, concerns, conversation prompts, anything like that. Ask us ask us uh, like w- what our favorite beverage to drink while we play uh, video games is. It's beer. Um, other than that, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and you can leave us a rating or a review. That is one of the best ways to tangibly help out the show. Uh, you can also, if you're doing any holiday shopping, go to, uh, duckfeed.tv slash Amazon and use our referral links there. You click through, you go to Amazon, you buy your stuff, we get credit for it and we get a percentage of whatever you spend and it doesn't cost you a single extra cent. Um, and that goes to the duck. (laughs) <laughs> and that goes to um, help with bandwidth costs, with hosting the site, et cetera, et cetera, and on down the line. Uh, by no means necessary, but hey, there's nothing really for you to lose. But in general, you can just tell your friends and keep on listening. So that's your homework. We're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it snappy. Out of respect for your time, we'll be back next week with more entertaining uh, video game goodness. But in the meantime, this has been Cole Ross. David Mysmith. Ben Merkel. And uh, thanks so much.